girls of every age. Wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Halloween Havoc. Now, before we officially jump into this recap, I do have some updates. Uh, that I want to share real quick. First off, as I've mentioned many, many times before, I've been putting out a lot of classic episodes over the last couple of weeks because of the fact that Elvis and I have had schedules that have been completely out of wax. We haven't really had a chance to get together and do our variety show. So I've been putting out a lot of classic episodes from our SoundCloud page, kind of transferring them over over the last um, couple weeks. Uh, that way, for any new Boochcast fans out there that haven't had a chance to check out some of these great episodes, you 
you have a chance to partake. And of course, if you've been in somebody that's been part of this uh, show for a while as a fan, you've been listening religiously, you get a chance to check it out one more time, kind of refresh your minds. And this week, I put out a classic episode that I did with Buff the Stuff Bagwell. It was the first time I had ever spoken to Buff Bagwell. We did a great interview with myself and Jerry Truman got together, did a great interview with Buff Bagwell. I put it out there for you guys to check out. If you haven't had a chance to check it out already, please, after you're done listening to this, go back and check that episode out. It is the first official interaction between Buff and Booch before we eventually became friends. We eventually worked on a podcast together and now currently I am his manager. So you can see the uh, start of that relationship between myself and Buff Bagwell. So that's a great thing to check out. If you're a fan of Buff, if you're a fan of Booch, if you were a fan of Buff and Booch, that is an episode you definitely want to check out. Now, as far as the variety show is gone, I did speak to Elvis uh, earlier today. Because at the time that I'm recording this, it is 11.51 p.m. on October 26th. Obviously, it's Wednesday at the time you're listening to this. Because by the time I get this all edited and looking all nice and pretty, it's pretty much uh, Wednesday. So, Elvis and I spoke. And we decided that we were going to record a variety show this week. So, next week, you will be seeing a variety show. Because I'm going to... We're going to record it this week, but I'm going to schedule it for next week. And Elvis also wants to, to finally get back doing a recap of AEW Dynamite. So if everything goes according to plan, this week there will be a recap of AEW. And next week we will have a variety show for you guys to check out. So Elvis and Booch are getting back together to do a show. We are going to reunite. Also, speaking of reuniting, I also had a chance to talk to the NXT correspondent, Mr. John Tumblin. Uh, this was actually a couple days ago uh, we were talking because a I wanted to get a, I wanted to talk to him to see how everything was going now that he's uh, a newlywed you know as I mentioned before uh, him and his wife uh, recently got married so I wanted to check in and see how he's doing with that I also wanted to see if uh, John was ready to return to the show since he pretty much uh, announced on social media that him and his that him and his wife were not going to be going on their honeymoon until next year you know they just recently bought a house they've been going through some so much that they just haven't had time to really go for a honeymoon but next year they will be going on their honeymoon so I figured since the honeymoon was until next year John was able to come back turns out he's dealing with a lot of personal issues that I was not aware of and I'm not going to share what they are because I don't know if John wants that shared or not if he decides to share it when he returns to the show that's up to him but I'm not going to share that personal information but it is kind of getting in the way of him potentially coming back to the show. So while I thought he was going to be coming back after the wedding, it turns out he told me he will not be able to return to the Boochcast until the first of the year. So for the rest of 2021, there will be no John on the Boochcast except for the collision in Korea. We're still trying to work things out with John where we can get him to do the collision in Korea for Dark Side of the Ring as well as the audio version for the Boochcast. So you will hear John for the collision in Korea. He will make time for that. But as far as recapping NXT, he is not quite ready to return and he will not be returning to the podcast until the first of the year. So in the meantime, in between time, I'll be here by myself unless the broke soulless ginger Zach 
Jack Scott decides he wants to join in for an episode or two. But yeah, so John will be returning to the show in the beginning of 2022. So he will be coming back uh, to the show. It's just going to take a little longer than expected. But that's fine. I told John to take all the time he needs. And I look forward to his return. And I know that you guys are looking forward to his return as well. So John will be coming back. Now, as far as the D&D thing goes, uh, we did not get a chance to really talk about that. But the next time I speak to him, we'll get some information on that and try to figure all of that out. Because we're still trying to work out the kinks for that. And as I mentioned before, I don't want to rush this. I want to make sure everything is on point. So if that means we have to postpone, then we will postpone. I know you guys probably don't want to hear that. And I know we're probably driving you guys crazy with the fact that we're move pushing things and pushing things and pushing things. But we're doing it for a reason. We are doing it because we want to make sure everything is perfect and everything is on point before we get started. We want to make sure that we put out the best product possible when we go live with the D&D show. So bear with us. Know we're working out the kinks and we will get this to you when it is ready. Now that I got all that out of the way, we will jump right into Halloween Havoc. And it was presented from the WWE Capital Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida. And this was a crazy, crazy night. We opened things up with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match, which according to the Spin the Wheel Make the Deal that uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark uh, spun last week, we have a Scareway to Hell ladder match. Now, I like the fact that they renamed this Scareway to Hell because at first they had called it Stairway to hell and as I mentioned before that's fucking stupid because with a ladder you're climbing up to grab the belts and heaven is up and hell is down so it makes no fucking sense. I know there's going to be some atheists out there going, well, neither one of those exists. Well, fuck you, heathens. This ain't about you, okay? The point is, assuming that heaven and hell exists, heaven's supposed to be up and hell's supposed to be down. So calling it the scare way to hell makes perfect sense. You know, that that's a better title because Stairway is fucking dumb. So in this match, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai defend the titles against Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, and the team of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. This was basically everything I knew it was going to be. Anytime you have this many people involved in a ladder match, it is basically a spot fest. That's all it is. You're going to see spots with the ladder. You're going to see flippy dippy bullshit. You're going to see people going through the ladders and everything else. This was meant to be a spot fest. And that's all it was. So uh, I will admit it was an exciting way to open the show and since we don't see moments like these often in NXT it's not quite as bad when it's on there because on a week by week basis most of the competitors in NXT are showing that they can work a match. You know, they don't need ladders. They don't need tables. They don't need no disqualifications. They don't need refs who don't know what the fuck they're doing in order to put on a show. They can wrestle the normal way and still entertain. So when they have moments like this, it's not a big deal because it's not diluted every single week like other companies that are out there. So I like that. And I also like the fact that Gigi Dolan and JC Jane ended up winning the tag team titles because Eosh. Brian Zoe Stark suck as a tag team. They really do. 
The whole dynamic was fucking dumb, okay? The fact that they dragged this out with Io Shirai not liking her tag team partner was fucking ridiculous. So I'm glad they're no longer the champs. Now, I love Indy Hartwell and Persie Parada, but I don't really think they need the tag team titles right now. I think the focus needs to be more on Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. If anything, I'd like to see them win singles titles together and be a power couple. That's what I would love to see. So they didn't need the tag team belts. Gigi and JC, they needed these belts. Why? Because Toxic Attraction is trying to become a bad-ass faction, a three-way faction. And they're not going to get there if they're constantly losing every week. So after the fact that they both, they all pretty much got fucked over uh, the weeks in the weeks before, they needed this win to establish themselves as a legit faction or get themselves at least one step closer to doing so, which we'll talk more about that in a minute. It. But also, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very biased in this because Gigi Dolan, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly, I'm good friends with and a huge fan of. So I love seeing her succeed because she deserves it. So this is a great moment, great match, and it just did what it needed to do, and the right team won. So even though I'm not a big fan of the spot monkey bullshit, I can't complain too much. And then after that, we have Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, who are spooked out looking around the place that Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis home alone the crap out of as a haunted house. So basically, they are just going through this haunted house. They come across zombies and Andre Chase, who basically uh, lost a bunch of kids in a field trip, and they saw a bunch of zombie kids, so they realized that might have been them. Uh, eventually, Chase gets taken away from the zombies. They find the North American Championship, grab it, fight their way out of the area, running off. John Gargano then told Loomis that his house is weird, and next year they're doing Halloween at the Gargano household, and Dexter Loomis put a thumbs up. Everybody else put a thumbs up, and that ended the segment. Now, this segment broke down into two different moments. One happened earlier in the show, one happened later in the show. But I'm putting it all together because I don't want to waste time with it. I'm just going to say this. In general, a segment like this would be fucking dumb. But it is Dexter Loomis and it is Halloween Havoc. So I don't care that they were having fun at this pay-per-view. It's Halloween and, you know, at every other job there'd be Halloween parties and people goofing off. So this is an episode where you're allowed to be silly. When you're doing something holiday related, whether it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, it's okay to be silly during this time. Why? Because we're human fucking beings. And I don't care how badass of a person you are, you're gonna be silly at a costume party. If that's your personality, okay? You're gonna hang out at Thanksgiving. You're gonna do Christmas-related shit. You're gonna have somebody dress up as Santa Claus and go, ho, 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 have you been a good boy this year? That shit fucking happens. It's called human beings in real life. So even Cornette can't get mad that they're doing funny Halloween shit. It's a holiday. Let them have their fun. As long as they get back to business... When the holiday's over, that's all that matters. And on that note, we cut to uh, the next match of the evening. We have uh, Malik Blade versus Joe Gacy. Now, this is obviously a fairly decent match. And, uh, of course, Joe Gacy comes out because before this, I kind of skipped it over, uh, Grayson Waller... Uh, ends up hosting the show instead of L.A. Knight, which I thought was fucking stupid. Why the fuck is this happening? Why? Someone please explain to me how L.A. Knight wins the right to host the show, yet you let Grayson Waller, who I'll admit he tried his best, but he was corny as fuck. 
And obviously, I know that contradicts everything I just said about Halloween being allowed to be silly, but if if we're gonna have silliness, let's have silliness from people who know how to fucking do it right. Grayson Waller is boring as fuck. This was stupid. And then he's talking about, like, beautiful women and stuff, and Joe Gacy comes out and talks about Halloween being a non-inclusive holiday, which, from a heel standpoint, I loved it. Because that is the quickest way to piss people off, especially me. Because if you guys remember Complain Time that I did on the HVMA YouTube channel, I did a whole rant about this as Duffman, where I said, people who think Halloween is a non-inclusive holiday are fucking retarded. Now, I didn't say that in the video because I wasn't allowed to go that far. But here on the Boochcast, I can go that far. If you think Halloween is a non-inclusive holiday, you are a fucking retard. There's no other nice way for me to say that. There isn't. You're fucking retarded. Why are you fucking retarded? Here's why. Because there are no restrictions on Halloween. None. All you gotta do is put on a fucking costume, and if you're a child, go door to door and get candy, and if you're an adult, go to a party, drink some alcohol, and try to get laid. That's Halloween, in a nutshell. I fail to see how you can be disqualified from celebrating Halloween. Now, obviously there are certain holidays that aren't all-inclusive. Like, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah are not inclusive holidays. For example, if you're Catholic, you don't celebrate Hanukkah. If you're Jewish, you don't celebrate Christmas. So obviously, you have to be a certain religion in order to enjoy those holidays because they're both rooted in religion. Halloween's not rooted in religion at all. It's costumes, candy, parties. Seriously, anti-Halloween people need to grow the fuck up and stop acting like fucking Karens. All right, now I got that out of my system. Let me just say again, Joe Gacy and Malik Blade had a decent match. Uh, Gacy got some help from Harland, and he was able to win the match, and it was good. So, But like I said, Joe Gacy, love his gimmick. He knows exactly how to get his heat. He knows how to play this character well, and props to him. He is definitely going to be a future star. And then after that, we air a vignette with Kaylee Ray, who's pissed that she's had the longest women's title reign in years, but, ha- but it hasn't gotten her any respect. And I will say I love the promo and I love the fact that she's trying to earn her respect. But the reason it hasn't gotten her any respect is because it's a UK women's title. Here in the States, we don't give a shit about UK accomplishments. Okay. Now, I'm not trying to shit on NXT UK. I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm sure if I watched it, I would love it. Obviously, the UK has got some great wrestlers and great athletes. So I'm not shitting on the UK. I'm just saying in America, we don't give a shit about what you accomplish in the UK in any sport or any event for that matter. We care about what you do in America. Okay? Americans, for the most part, are very, very focused on our own country. We don't really give a shit about other countries. Now, of course, there are some who claim to care about other countries, but that's because they like to kiss butt. I don't kiss butt, so I'm telling the truth. I don't give a shit what happened in the UK. I don't care. I don't care if you were the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion in the UK. Win the title here in the States, hold that for a long-ass time, and you'll impress me. But I can't speak for every wrestling fan. I can only speak for myself, and I'm saying right now, I don't give a shit what anybody did in NXT UK when you come to NXT. 
It's a clean slate. I've never heard of you. Impress me. And then backstage, Waller explained how Halloween is like cosplay to uh, Eichmann Jiro and checked on others at the party. Cameron Grimes strikes out with two girls, which is fucking hilarious. You know, Waller was also trying to flirt with them, but apparently uh, when Cameron Grimes showed up, he kind of cock-blocked Waller and made things awkward. So, And that's to be expected in, in WWE. There's always funny shit that happens at Halloween parties. So it was... It it was fun to see. And of course, uh, Robert Stone at one point getting put through a table uh, by Zion Quinn was also awesome. And Robert Stone, of course, is dressed as Elvis and trying to brag about being the king of rock and roll. And it, it was hilarious. So I liked it. And then, of course, after that, we have Malcolm Bivens, who issues a Diamond Mine open challenge. To basically, anyone can come out and choose whoever they want from the Diamond Mine to face. And Odyssey Jones comes out and challenges Roderick Strong. But Bivens points out that he's far above the 205-pound limit, so this isn't an NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. So in a non-title match, we have Roderick Strong versus Odyssey Jones. This was a great match for Odyssey Jones. It showcased his strength, showcased his talent, showcased his speed. It showed that Odyssey Jones is a great worker. Now, Roderick Strong, he showed that he can make anybody look good. But this was not a great match for Roderick Strong. But it was a great match for Odyssey Jones. And it was a great moment. It made him look good. And of course... Um, you know, Roderick Strong eventually got the win, but he had to get help from the Diamond Mine to do it, which I don't, which is not something I'm complaining about too much because uh, Roderick Strong is a heel, and if you're gonna have your faction with you, they might as well help you out. Otherwise, what's the point in having a fucking faction if they ain't gonna help you cheat? I don't get it. That, that doesn't make sense to me. So, uh, Roderick Strong gets his victory. Odyssey Jones still looked badass. So, it, it, it was booked very well. Very good booking. And then we cut to Raquel Gonzalez, who comes out on a motorcycle and, you know, comes in through, like, the entrance area. And then they spin the wheel and make the deal. And it lands on Chucky's Choice. Because in addition to L.A. Knight and Grayson Waller fighting over the host spot, Chucky from Child's Play also makes an appearance here. Because obviously, on the USA Network, they're uh, trying to uh, advertise the fact that there's a new Child's Play TV show out, which apparently is supposed to be a continuation from Cult of Chucky, which came out on Netflix. It was very, very good. Loved every bit of it. Uh, sadly, I have not watched Chucky's new TV show because I don't have fucking cable, but um, what I am planning on doing at some point is if they uh, do like you know, archive on demand or I'm able to find it online somewhere on like YouTube or Daily Motion. I'll uh I'll definitely check it out there. But I'm waiting for the season to end and kind of binge watch it. Cause I don't want to be do something where I gotta wait every week to see it. I ain't got that kind of time. I barely have time to get NXT in. So there's that. So anyway, she spins the wheel at Chucky's choice. Chucky comes on the screen and decides to make it a trick or street fight. So it's basically a street fight that's Halloween related. And we have Raquel Gonzalez defending the title the NXT women's title against Mandy Rose in this match. Now, I will say, I enjoyed this match. The only way I felt it could have been any better is if since it was a trick or street fight, I would have liked to have seen some Halloween-related weapons 
in this match. Like pumpkins and, you know, brooms and, you know, other things that you could use as a weapon that was Halloween related. It's a Halloween show. We should be seeing more Halloween related shit being used as weapons. So I kind of had that as my uh, personal uh, beef with this match. Other than that, I enjoyed it. I'll even go as far as to say Mandy Rose impressed me. She showed that she can work. She showed she showed that she can wrestle a little bit. You know, she's not terrible. She's gotten better. Now, of course, uh, WWE definitely thinks she's gotten better because she defeated Raquel Gonzalez uh, to become the new NXT Women's Champion with some help from a cloaked woman who hit Gonzalez with a shovel. And then uh, Mandy Rose does a knee to face to get the one, two, three, and win the title. And of course, she celebrates with the other two members of Toxic Attraction because they now have all the women's gold. Gigi and JC are the tag team champions. Mandy Rose is the women's champion. So now, they are officially a faction that can be taken seriously when they cut promos and are going to dominate for a very long time. And I'll be intrigued to see who ultimately dethrones them. But then we find out the mysterious figure ends up being Dakota Kai, who obviously is trying to get revenge for the fact that she was not able to take the title from Raquel Gonzalez. And the fact that Mandy Rose needed help to win uh, still allows Raquel to remain a badass while Mandy Rose gets her heat and is also able to get the title to make her faction strong. But I will say this, Mandy Rose has impressed me. The only uh, big issue I had was at one point, she traps Gonzalez in an office chair with a kendo stick and then knocks her over and tries to pin her. It's like, uh, bitch, did you not read the fucking rules before you started? It clearly said, pinfall has to happen in the ring. So even though Mandy Rose dyed her hair, she still had a dumb blonde moment. Now, I don't know if she was supposed to have that dumb blonde moment or if it's something that just happened. But if somebody actually told her to go for a cover in a match where falls don't count anywhere, then creative needs to be slapped around. But if Mandy Rose made that decision on her own free will, then she's still a dumb blonde despite the new hair color. But either way, trick or street fight, it was violent. It was it, the gimmick was worked very well. Everything was done on to the T. Everybody wor- everybody's work was solid, even Mandy's which shocked me. But now we have a new women's champion and we needed to cuz Raquel was running out of challengers. And then, of course, we have Waller in the ring promoting social media accounts. L.A. Knight comes out, finally ready to host. Apparently, he had car trouble that Waller may or may not have tampered with. And then Solo Sequoia came out next, took out Waller while Knight backed down. And they announced that Solo Sequoia was going to be uh, coming to NXT. So this was his debut moment, kicking the shit out of Waller, which I enjoyed. And L.A. Knight backing down because he's the expert heel. So that was a great moment there. Uh, I look forward to seeing what Solo does next. And I'm also hoping that L.A. Knight will start getting more TV time because he's not a guy that's supposed to get lost in the sauce. He's supposed to be one of the focal points because he's that damn good. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Titles. MSK defends the gold against Imperium. Once again, we spin the wheel 
table and make the deal. And the match is a Lumberjack O'Lantern match. Where basically they have Lumberjacks surrounding the ring to make sure the action stays in the ring. Now, I'm going to be honest. This was a fairly decent tag team match. And obviously, the gimmick of the match was worked very well because when Imperium got thrown out of the ring, they did have to tussle with the Lumberjacks a little bit. So they worked that gimmick very well. The Lumberjacks always made sure the action stayed in the ring. They fought if necessary. Um, MSK did their, you know, usual shtick. You know, good tag team moves that were actually very good. But then at the same time, they were still doing their spot monkey bullshit that I can't fucking stand. But in the end, Imperium hits their finish. One, two, three. The winners and new tag team champions, Imperium. This, ladies and gentlemen, was my favorite moment of Halloween Havoc. My favorite moment of this whole fucking show was finally MSK is no longer the tag team champions. These two spot monkeys are no longer going to desecrate the ring with their flippy dippy bullshit because the mott is sacred and MSK does not respect it. So Fuck them. Imperium is a much better tag team. They've been long overdue for those belts. I know there's plenty of other tag teams coming down the pike in NXT that are actually going to be worth a damn. So hopefully, eventually, MSK can become an afterthought. I can honestly say they're the only people in NXT that I would not mind AEW snatching up. Just to get them the fuck away from NXT where they can no longer desecrate the ring with their bullshit. So this was my favorite moment of the night. It wasn't my favorite match, but it was my favorite moment. Seeing Imperium walk out with the tag team titles. Knowing that MSK probably won't be touching those anytime soon. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening for the NXT title. No spin in the wheel, just a straight up fight. Tommaso Ciampa defends the title against Braun Breaker. This was a solid, solid match. Great psychology. Great storytelling. Everybody was working. Everybody was wrestling. The timing on both men was impeccable. And Braun Breaker showed in this match that he is a main event player. That he is worthy of being the NXT champion. Even though he didn't win the title, he didn't need to. As much as I love Braun Breaker, I will admit, he is not ready to be NXT champion. He still has some work to do, especially when we saw him botch from the second rope, climbing up and slipping off the ropes. So clearly, he still needs some work. But there is potential. So I'm not saying that Brian Breaker should never be champion. I'm just saying he's not ready. But that doesn't mean in a year or two, he won't be ready. His time will come. And when he finally gets that NXT title, he's going to be a badass motherfucker. And hopefully when he gets to the main roster, they won't dick that up. So Braun Breaker had one bad moment in the whole match. And that was that slip off the second rope. Tommaso Ciampa was great, except I don't know why he came out dressed like a fucking Viking Raider. I thought that was dumb. But either way, the match was still solid. It took a lot to put Braun Breaker down, so he looked strong. But in the end, Tommaso Ciampa got the win and is still the NXT champion. So everything went down the way it was supposed to. Now don't get me wrong. I would have been perfectly okay with Braun Breaker winning the title right now if that was the decision they went with. But because I know 
that he's not ready yet and he still has a lot to learn, I'm glad he didn't win the title now. Because I, I, I want a Braun Breaker that is seasoned, knows what the fuck he's doing, and is banging on all cylinders in this business before he becomes a top champion or the top champion on NXT or any other brand. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude uh, this recap of NXT Halloween Havoc. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. As I mentioned before, I'm still going to be by myself for the rest of the year. If Zach wants to join me for any episodes, obviously he's more than welcome. But for now, I'm going to be riding solo, and I'm okay with that. Uh, as much as I miss John and can't wait for him to come back, if I must go on with the recaps alone, then I shall go on with the recaps alone. But for now, make sure you guys are following the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. Or you can become a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content for you guys to check out. Make sure if you haven't already, check out the Brian Pillman Part 1 video from Boochcast Reviews, Dark side of the ring also from the male soap opera moment you can check out this the uh episode i did with the wens where we gave our recaps for wwe crown jewel make sure you check those out also make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at the boochcast get the latest tweets photos and videos as i mentioned before john recently got married i'm still waiting on approval from the wife to see if i can post uh any of the videos or photos to the instagram page because even though john is part of the show he's an open book he's okay with it uh his wife is really big on protecting her anonymity, so I needed to get permission from her before I post anything featuring her. So, as long as I'm able to get the permission, I will post it. If not, then you won't see it. But you gotta follow us on Instagram to find out if and or when those will be up there. Also, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. As I mentioned before, we got great content up there, including uh, Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. We have archived uh, videos of our wrestling watch parties. We have a D&D one-shot, funny skits, all for you guys to check out. So, make sure you hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you don't miss any of the future episodes of Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring coming out as well as other additional Boochcast YouTube content. Uh, This Thursday, uh, we're going to have part two of Brian Pillman from the Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring coming out. Also, this Sunday, we have a special Boochcast Halloween video that I just recently put together. It's going to be up there, so make sure you check that out. And of course, next Thursday, we will have the Ultra Violence of Nick Gage. Our review of that will be coming out as well, all on the Boochcast YouTube channel so subscribe now also make sure you are following us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash the boochcast that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next one will be sunday november the 21st for wwe survivor series so make sure you guys uh, check us out for the survivor series on our twitter page we'll have a bootleg link that you guys can click on to check out the pay-per-view if you don't have a peacock subscription so that way you can follow along with us and enjoy the survivor series 
Now, where we're going to be hosting it, I don't know. Uh, obviously, for personal reasons, John's house will be off limits, but it may be at Elvis's place. It may be at Desmond's place. It may be here at my place. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. All I know is the next watch party will be Sunday, November 21st for the Survivor Series. Also, we're going to have our live D&D show coming very soon. I know I mentioned that at the beginning of the show, but I just want to remind you guys, we're working out all the kinks. We're working everything out. Bear with us. We will be bringing it out very soon, but Twitch is where you'll be able to see that and live chat with us and with our characters during the campaigns. And also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can contribute at. Prizes for each will be coming soon. The first level is 99 cents per month. All you gotta do is donate 99 cents and you can support this show and help it grow. That's how big it is. Every little bit helps. Also, we have the second level which is $4.99 per month the same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription you can bring here to the Boochcast I know a lot of you guys aren't real big fans of the Peacock so don't waste your money on them bring it over here we got better content anyway and then the final level is you can donate for a mere $9.99 that's right, the same amount of money we used to pay for the network here in the United States. Uh, now that they sold the Peacock, it's no longer available in the United States. So the best part is you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So you can take it over here, bring it over to the Boochcast, and we will put it to good use because we've got better content than the network anyway. You can pay with a credit card or with GPay. And the money you guys give us for the Boochcast goes right back into the show. Uh, it allows us to upgrade our equipment. It allows us to bring in bigger names guests. It allows us to pay our bills. It also allows me to take care of all the guys who work really hard on the air and behind the scenes to make this show possible. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their work, anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And of course, if we have any money left over from all of that, we use it to feed Zach ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, bon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.